Hi, and welcome to the Red Book Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Kramer Kay. Today, we're taking on some of Red Book readers' toughest questions with the help of our advice guru, Karen Carbo. Be sure to listen at the end of the podcast to find out how you can submit your own questions to Karen. The first question comes from a reader in Bloomington, Illinois. She writes in to say, I'm questioning my relationship with a friend I've known since childhood. She is spoiled rotten. She doesn't work and gets an allowance from her boyfriend. She says she won't demean herself by getting a job where she's managed by someone younger than she is, yet she hasn't earned much experience. She had her last job for less than a year. I feel she's jealous of my relationship with my husband. She says I'm lucky to have him. I've worked for what I have, and she can too have what she wants if she'd boost her self-esteem by getting a job or a hobby. Can I make her see life through my eyes? Karen gives this advice. This friend is indeed annoying, but it doesn't sound as if she's actually doing anything to you other than failing to share your beliefs about earning your way in the world. It's doubtful you'll ever be able to make her see life through your eyes. And she will become less spoiled only if and when the school of life delivers her one of its infamous hard knocks. For better or for worse, it's the only way that most of us ever really learn and grow. Still, you could try talking to her. Acknowledging the unspoken tension between you might ease it up a bit. But don't present her with a laundry list of grievances. You don't want to get a nice conversation going only to derail it by reminding her how annoying she was at your birthday party in 2002. Rather, point out bothersome things she says or does in the moment. For example, if she says, You really lucked out landing Ed. Tell her, don't kid yourself, girlfriend. It took luck and a lot of work. Or if you're having a moment of closeness, share with her your feelings about hard work in relation to your own life. Talk to her without lecturing her, and maybe she'll hear you out. The next question comes from a reader in Florida. I've been married for a little over five months, and my husband has taken to slyly touching my tush in public. He's done it at the grocery store, at one of my company functions, just about anywhere. I told him it makes me uncomfortable and asked him to stop, but to no avail. He tells me it was an accident or that no one was watching. I've tried ignoring it, but it continues. Am I making too much out of a small thing? And if not, how do I get him to stop? Karen says, you're not making too much of this. You don't like it, pure and simple, and that's enough reason for him to stop. Retraining someone, for that's what this will entail, takes time and consistency. We imagine if we just say, stop that, I don't like it, once, then the thinking homo sapien beside us, who we know is capable of complicated abstract thought, will stop. But trying to change someone's behavior isn't quite that easy. There's a book you should know about. What Shamu Taught Me About Life, Love, and Marriage, Lessons for People from Animals and Their Trainers by Amy Sutherland. It's a fun read that has a lot to say on this very issue. I'll paraphrase. To extinguish the behavior, ignore it, and keep ignoring it. You say that first you told your husband not to do it, and then you ignored it. It sounds like a sane response. Trying one thing and when it doesn't work, trying another. But what you're doing is partially reinforcing the behavior. Sometimes you ignore it, but sometimes you shriek or bat his hand away or give him a stern lecture. 
He never knows how you'll react. What fun! He keeps it up because he likes feeling devilish, or because he likes getting a rise out of you, or, well, you can't really be sure what he gets out of it. But if he starts getting nothing out of it, if every time he cops a feel you do zilch, he'll give up. Ignoring his behavior will take some discipline. If he rests his hand on your rear, walk away from him, but don't react otherwise. You may suffer some embarrassment until he figures it out, but he'll eventually realize that there's nothing in it for him, and he will stop. Finally, a Chicago reader wants to know, I'm a single mother with a full-time job and two kids, ages six and two. My mother lives with me now. She came to this country to help me take care of the kids after I left their abusive father. I appreciate her help, but we have conflicts because she doesn't care about my preferences when it comes to raising the kids. For example, though I've explained the importance of sleep training to her, she'll pick up the baby whenever he cries. She also rejects my ideas about disciplining the children. How can I get along better with her? Here's Karen's advice. You can get along better with your mom by letting her have her way in all matters of child rearing but that's not going to make you feel any happier in the long run. I'd advise picking your battles. Decide which issues are most important to you when it comes to your children's healthy development, whether physically, socially, or otherwise. Good sleep habits, respecting others, knowing the meaning of hard work. Then sit down with your mother and explain your feelings. Make sure you also let her know how much you appreciate her. This is key. Your mom has traveled a long way to be there with you and to offer her help. So instead of always going head-to-head -head with her, which clearly isn't working, hear her out. Hey, maybe she even has a point. Your appreciation and respect will help make mom more receptive to your way of thinking. For example, tell her that you're grateful for the love she shows your children, but that you're working on getting the little one to sleep better, or not hit, or clean his plate, or whatever, and you'd like her help with it. Outline a plan and tell her exactly what you'd like her to do, which will make her feel included as well as needed. Then, work to let the rest of the little disagreements go. No, this may not be easy, but reducing tension in the house is always good for kids, not to mention you. And that's what matters most. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. If you have a question that you'd like Karen to answer, you can write her at Karen Carbo, K-A-R-B-O, at redbookmag.com.